Welcome to The Beacon, your connection to nonprofit success. Now here's your Lighthouse Council host. Hello and welcome to this edition of The Beacon Podcast, your connection to nonprofit success. I'm Jeff Jowdy, your host for today's discussion on responsive fundraising and how nonprofits can personalize their communications to treat all donors like major donors. And our guest today is my good friend, Gabe Cooper, founder and CEO of Virtuous Software. Gabe, welcome and thank you for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jeff. It's my pleasure. Well, in addition to being the founder and CEO of of Virtuous, a responsive nonprofit CRM and marketing platform, Gabe is also the author of the top-selling book, Responsive Fundraising, and co-host of the Responsive Fundraiser podcast. After serving in a leadership role at a large nonprofit, Gabe went on to help build a series of successful software products in the nonprofit and for-profit sectors. His team's products have been featured in Wired, USA Today, New York Times, and Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference. Gabe, it's great to have you. I always learn from being around you. And and what better topic to be able to treat all donors like major donors? That certainly resonates uh, to me and I know to all in our field. So thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It should be a fun conversation. Yeah. Well, Gabe, if you would, just what is responsive fundraising and why is it uh, really important for nonprofits to en- engage donors in this way? Yeah, it's a great question. I'll kind of start with, with I think what we saw is, is the problem with how some fundraising has been done historically. And that's the fact that giving is one of the most personal things we'll ever do, right? I mean, I just did some of my year-end giving today, and it's to organizations that have impacted my life directly, or I know somebody that works at that nonprofit. It's it's all very personal reasons. Yeah, what we found is it's it's really hard for nonprofits to create personal relationships with donors at scale, right? It's real easy. If somebody gives you a hundred grand, you're going to know everything about them. But if for everyday donors, it's hard. And, and I think what nonprofits have historically done is use traditional uh, broadcast media and direct response, which are there's nothing wrong with those channels at all. They're great channels, but sometimes it feels pretty impersonal when everybody gets the exact same thing at the exact same time based on the timing of the nonprofit, right? And so in the meantime, the rest of the world sort of moved away from this, right? If like all my other brand experiences know me personally, like Amazon knows I need detergent before I know I need <laughs> detergent, right? And so every brand experience I have is hyper-personalized to me. Donors now expect that sort of personal because they care deeply about these causes. They expect you to know who they are and to connect them to their impact, be connected with them relationally. But functionally, if you've got four people on your team, it's really hard to do that. Right. So nonprofit fundraising basically says, hey, using modern technology and tactics, there's some better ways to begin building personal relationships with scale as scale with donors. And if you do that, you're going to see better donor retention, more engagement higher average gifts because people are personally engaged. Awesome. And Gabe, would you just share about the three parts of the framework for responsive fundraising? Yeah, I think, um, and this should make perfect sense for for those listening that have been in fundraising for a while, these should not be a shocker, right? But the first is to really build a relationship with anybody. You first have to listen. You can't, it's the same in friendships or marriage or whatever. If you don't listen well, it's not going to go well. And so the first part is sort of finding ways to listen to donors at scale, not just figuring out where they fit in your 
RFM segmentation, but actually figuring out what they care about, what they like to respond to, what channels they like to respond on, what stories resonate, what stage of life they're in, all of those kind of things. So listen is the first one. And then the second one is connect. And so once you figure out who your folks are, then you have to find ways to connect the scale, which means not sending everybody the exact same thing at the exact same time, but figuring out how to use tools like marketing automation to begin or even better ways to segment donors. So you can send somebody the right message at the right time on the right channel. And then finally is suggest. And so you want to suggest the right next step for each donor at the right time. So, you know, a good example of this that if you've been around fundraising for a while, I can almost guarantee you've made this mistake. I did when I was in nonprofit fundraising, but somebody gives you a gift for $50,000 and they get a direct mail piece a week later asking them for 50 bucks a month. Right. You know, and you get a call from that donor going, what the heck? And you're like, yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. You know, so it's making sure that that gift ask is the right ask at the right time, but it's, it's much more than a gift ask too. It's how am I delivering value to my donors? If, if maybe they're a better volunteer advocate, how do I identify that? So I can help them take the next best step in their donor journey. So that suggests. That's awesome. And Gabe, you mentioned that the first framework of listening and how important it is. What are some methods, examples of how, how our listeners could uh, be, letter, be, be better listener, listeners with their donors and, yeah. and, and, and get that information? Yeah, I think there's a couple of sort of basic ways. I mean, some of them are just old old school, which is some of our best organizations have their program team call donors to say thank you. And they don't ask for money and they just ask questions and they take good notes. Right. It sounds silly. Right. Or or other like less sophisticated things like it's okay to survey your donors every once in a while. and Don't ask them 800 questions. Ask them three or four questions. Don't try to get something out of them. Just figure out what their intent is, what they care about. Right. And and then start figuring out sort of your personas of your donors and putting them in buckets. And so you kind of know this group of donors acts this way. This other group of donors acts this way. Those are the basic things. Beyond that, it's part of it is having your marketing technology and team your communications technology team talk to your fundraising technology and team. Right. So it's as a fundraiser, it would be helpful to know if there's a major donor who clicks on the same stuff in your emails every Right. But a lot of times our the teams are so disconnected and the technologies are so disconnected. I don't have visibility into who's visiting my website when, who's engaging with my emails. I should have more than just wealth data. I should know what social media profiles are for each of my donors. I should know how many Twitter followers that I have. I should know their like geolocation data. So if I have 20 donors that all live in the same neighborhood. There's probably something to that, right? And I should be able to look at geolocation. So some of it's just old school, simple. Some of it is is using modern technology like third-party data, PIN, social media integration, geolocation, having your marketing tools connected to your fundraising software to provide just a 360 holistic view. Awesome. And obviously part of that is having, I'll say, the the right donor relationship software to, to track that, right? Obviously. Yeah, that's that's part of why we got into what we're doing right now is we can't fix all of those problems. Right. But there's there's some like if you look at the Amazons of the world, my joke is Amazon isn't able to tailor communications to me because there's a full time Amazon employee following me around everywhere looking when I use my detergent. They're using modern technology to listen for signals and send me the right thing at the right time. 
right? And so that same technology should be available to nonprofits is sort of our fundamental belief. No, it's that's yeah. When you when you do a a search for a product and then you, next time you're on social media, the ad pops up. It's kind of scary, but it's. I think you're right. I think the nonprofit field has fallen behind a bit, and uh, I know even as simple as my past birthday, I got a lot more thanks and outreach from for profits than I did for the organizations I'm giving money to. It was, it was probably it was sad in my view, just for what I do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And how about Gabe? What are some obstacles to nonprofits when it comes to responsive fundraising? What are some of the challenges they face and how can they overcome them? Well, one is just change is hard, right? I mean, the world sort of has moved in the last 15 years, but sometimes nonprofits listen to even some of what I'm talking about right now. And they think that we can't get there. Like that sounds like boiling the ocean. And so I think part of it is just acknowledging that it's that we have to be innovative. And that, I think that was one of the blessings of COVID, right? Is everybody had to pivot and change a little bit. And so now it's just moving from it's, it's this isn't the way it's always been done. We can pivot and change and, and we can just do one small thing at a time. We don't have to boil the ocean and get all this right out of the gate. But what are the small changes that we can make even in the next month to test some of these ideas, right? But I think that mindset of we have to change and innovate is, is an obstacle at a lot of nonprofits. And a lot of nonprofits, the ones we work with, just have you know teams that are under-resourced and overworked, right? And so I think part of it is understanding how to get more out of your existing team and leverage technology to amplify what you're already doing, right? Because you know you can't hire five more people. You know you can't work more than 50 hours a week. So then how, do, how am I leveraging technology to sort of amplify what my team is already doing? But both of those are huge challenges. I'll say the other one is, is it, sometimes it feels like nonprofits are worse at this than in the for-profit world, but it's just the siloing of teams. I've been in so many nonprofits where fundraising is not talking to program. Like that's the work that you're funding. Like your donors should be feel like they're shoulder to shoulder in the cause. Why don't those teams talk? The communication is not talking to fundraising. Fundraising is seen as the necessary evil to get the real work of the organization done instead of viewing generosity as part and partial to the mission of the organization. And so the teams just never talk. Their technology and data don't talk, but then just functionally the teams don't talk, right? And so I think part of the challenge is how do we remove those silos within organizations and collaborate better? Gabe, this has been been awesome. I, I've learned a lot. I know our listeners have and and just thought of leveraging technology and and your advice on silos and beyond. What a, what a great conversation. I hope to have you back as a guest on the Beacon Podcast. Absolutely. Thanks so much. And to our yeah. listeners, you can learn more about Virtuous and responsive fundraising at virtuous.org, where you can download a free copy of the Responsive Fundraising Playbook. And you can follow Gabe on LinkedIn at linkedin.com backslash in back splash Gabe Cooper. Thanks again for joining us for this edition of the Beacon Podcast, your connection to nonprofit success. Thanks for listening to The Beacon, your connection to nonprofit success. Tune in every week for nonprofit topics with special guest interviews. Suggest future topics and learn more about upcoming podcast and guest at lighthousecouncil.com.